I'm now very blessed to be joined by Michelle. And she is, I must tell you, one of the most inspiring people I've ever met in my life. Michelle Ferguson has an incredible testimony. And what a blessing that we get to share it with you right here on Radio Pulpit and K-Pulpit. Michelle, good day and welcome to both radio stations. Thank you, Jenna Lee. Um, It's a pleasure to be with you today to share my testimony. Now, let's perhaps start right at the beginning. For our listeners, who is Michelle? Where did she grow up? Tell me a bit about your upbringing and where you are from. I was born in Johannesburg. I lived my whole life here in Johannesburg. Um, I'm a mom, a wife. Um, I have four incredible children. Um, They're all married. I have five grandchildren and one on the way. Wow. That is um, and I'm a child of God. Let's talk about that last part. Um, first of all, congratulations <laughs> on the new grandchild that is on the way. But let's also uh, look a bit into that last part. You say that you are a child of God. Where did you meet Jesus and when did your journey with God really start? I was really blessed to have two of the most incredible grandmothers who were an absolute inspiration. I received the Lord when I was only eight years old um, because of my incredible grandmothers. Uh, They were, my, my dad's mom was the most amazing, amazing lady. She was a prayer warrior. She was up at four o'clock every morning praying for her family. And her mom was also um, an incredible prayer warrior. And when I listen to you describe your grandmothers, uh, them being prayer warriors, and the impact that had on you, what are some of the lessons, Michelle, that you learned from your grandmothers that you hope to also teach your grandchildren and instill in them? (laughs) Well, the one thing I always said to my great-grandmother was, why is life so difficult? Why do we have to go through so many hardships? And she looked at me with her loving eyes and she said, Shaley, God is creating you. He is your potter. And in his hands, you are being created into the person that he needs you to be. Amen. That is so, so beautiful um, to know that everything is part of the pottery process. Now, Michelle, there came a time in your life um, quite recently that everything was turned upside down. Um, Can you maybe take us back to the first time when you discovered that incident where you discovered um, that not that everything is not okay? It was the 28th of May this year. Um, I was getting ready for church um, and I had a massive seizure. I had had no inkling before that that there was anything wrong. It happened out of the blue. Um, and I woke up on the bathroom floor. Mm, mm, mm. You woke up on the bathroom floor and do tell me about your husband that morning. Where was he when all of this happened? He had, uh, we go to Doxadeo 
Um, and he had gone to the morning service, which was the Afrikaans service, and he was coming back to collect me for the English service. So he was in the in the service uh, when I tried to contact him after waking up on the floor. Um, didn't take my call at first um, and then realized that there was something wrong when he saw my text of help. I then got a phone call from him, which he says made when I spoke to him, it absolutely no sense, and he knew that there was something terribly wrong. So he rushed home to take me to hospital. Now, Michelle, it 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 sounds just like a normal thing that you were able to uh, pick up your phone and call your husband or text your husband help. But anybody who has any understanding of having a seizure, you being in that state, would understand that it's a miracle that somehow in the bathroom, on the floor, you managed to get hold of your phone. Do you see it as a miracle as well? I do, because I don't recall taking my phone into the bathroom. So that in itself is a miracle. Oh, glory to God. Um, I hope, listeners, that as the story unfolds, you will see the hand of God every step of the way. What happened next, Michelle? You guys went to the hospital and what unfolded in the hospital? Um, my husband took me to the Wilkieville Hospital, which is the hospital near us. Um, and in the hospital, the doctor said I would have to have a CT scan, which I had. The results came back and he spoke to Basil and said, this does not look good at all. It looks um, like there's a, a, a tumor that is in, enmeshed in the brain and possibly cancerous. And at that point, my poor husband literally collapsed. He, thank heavens, my daughter, Roxanne, was um, at the hospital with him and she could take over having to make decisions on what the, the doctors um, had said. We unfortunately don't have medical aid and so the hospital would not release me until I had a bed at a government hospital. They spent the better part of an hour phoning hospitals and eventually a bed uh, was found at Barra, which in itself is a miracle because you normally wait up to three months to get a bed at Barra. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you remember, besides your husband Basil collapsing and your daughter having to support him, uh, Michelle, do you remember what went through your heart and your mind when you got the news uh, from the doctors? The Lord cushioned me through this whole time. I have very little recollection of that entire day. I literally woke up in in Barra in the in the ward the next day. Um, I didn't go through all the trauma of the casualty section of Barra where my poor family had to watch the most terrible stuff, um, people coming in with the most terrible um, ex accidents. And um, I remember none of that. Uh, I literally woke up in the ward the next morning, which in itself was a miracle for me because I would not have gone to Barra if I had known that that was the, the hospital that I would be put into because I'd had the most terrible experience at the Helen Joseph. And so I was terrified to go back to any government hospital. So the Lord cushioned me. He shielded me. He he led this whole thing 
um, of me going to Barra. When I woke up in the ward, I wasn't even scared. I wasn't freaked out. I was totally calm. I, I was. It was as if God had his arms around me the entire time. Mm. That is incredible. And you also speak about the miracle um, of God guiding you through your daughter um, and helping you to get out of the hospital so that you could have a scan and the role that that played in this incredible healing process that you went through. Uh, Michelle, can you take us through that, please? When I, I was at Barra, um, they told my family that I would need to have an MRI scan. And unfortunately, Barra only has one MRI machine. So some of the people had been waiting for up to three months to have a scan. My family asked the doctors if it, if they could do it privately. Not that we had the money because we actually didn't, <laughs> but um the doctors at first said absolutely no. Mm. And then a few hours later came back and said, um, yes, we'll, we'll allow it. Um, you can't generally leave the ward because they give away your bed. But mm. God again stepped in and um, allow, they allowed me to go and have a private MRI. My family put out word, family and friends paid. They put the money in. Um, it was that was a, mir- a miraculous um, event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more than enough money to cover an MRI and um, any post-op stuff that I would need. Mm-hmm. After you went back with the results of the MRI, what then unfolded? Well, let me tell you about the MRI because that is a God miracle in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I. My family immediately set about trying to find the cheapest place for an MRI. Um, Basil's sister happened to mention to my daughter that one of their cousins worked for a hospital in Kempton Park. And so my daughter, my youngest daughter, Raquel, phoned them, phoned him. And he said, look, he'd probably be able to organize a 50% discount on the MRI. I went on the day of the MRI. Um, I went to have the MRI done and when I got the, when we got the invoice it was for nothing another wow. of God standing Jehovah Jireh stepping in and and taking over um it was miraculous I mean an MRI costs upward of 30,000 rand yeah, and yeah. they blessed me with not having to pay for it Mm, mm, mm. And that MRI also enabled the doctors then at Baragwanath Hospital to continue with the brain surgery that you needed. Tell us about that. The MRI was done and the doctors were looking at it. Um, The following Thursday after I'd had the MRI done, they said, um, we'll be doing the operation. Unfortunately, the operation was postponed three times before they actually came to me and said, okay, we're doing it now. Um, by this time, I had been in Barra for six weeks uh, waiting for the operation. So um, the Lord in, had his hand because he chose the most incredible doctor to do the operation and it took those six weeks 
for him to be able to be the one to do it. So again, God's hand stepping in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just tuned in, I am speaking to the incredible Michelle Ferguson, telling us um, her testimony of how God just through miracle after miracle after miracle was involved in this brain surgery every step of the way. On the line with me today, we have Michelle Ferguson, and we've just been sharing her incredible testimony. Michelle, I have to ask you, um, because I know you've told your testimony to me personally, the day of the brain surgery in Baraguanath Hospital, you had to walk yourself into that theater. I want to know whether you remember what went through your heart and your mind at that stage. Did you ever in this process deal with any fear, fear of death, fear of terminal illness? There were talks that the growth might be cancerous, things like that. What went through your mind and did you ever deal with fear? I was absolutely calm. I walked into the operating theater. I was joking with the staff. Um, asking questions about what they were doing. Um, and I had absolutely no fear. I didn't fear because I knew that whether I lived or died was in God's hands. Amen. Um, my, if I live, if I died, I was going home. And to me, that is, I mean, my life is about being with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, my, that that is the end goal. The end goal is that I will be with my Lord. But I knew that if I came out of the operation, that he had a plan and a purpose and a reason for it. And it it has been that I have an incredible testimony of his incredible grace and and healing. Mm. Um, I had the operation. It was a seven hour long operation. I woke up in ICU, apparently had a totally logical conversation with Basil. I don't remember <laughs> it. I was still under anesthetic. Um, but no fear, no, and I had no pain, no pain whatsoever. Um, and I'd had major brain surgery, no pain. Um, it was just incredible. God's hand, I knew, I knew he was with me. I knew he was walking with me. Mm. And yeah, it was just I can't explain it. He, he he it was just calm. Sure. Um I, I wanna ask you about let's talk about recovering um after this major brain surgery. And you also said that after the surgery, they said that what they found um was never going to return. There was also a good news attached to the results after this major brain surgery that you went through. Talk to me about that and also perhaps the start of the recovery process. Well, three days after the operation, um, I went home. Wow. It It's not a thing that happens at Barra because normally they keep you there and you have to have a CT scan before they release you. Mm-hmm. But the professor and the the group walked into the ward and they were talking to me and he said to my doctor he said let her go she's perfect let her go home and I went home um the day it snowed in Johannesburg I went home wow uh and the 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 uh tumor was a meningioma g1 
which is non-cancerous, and they the, the doctor said to me, will never reoccur. So, uh, man, I can just praise the Lord and thank him. And I sat in, when they gave me the results, I sat there in absolute awe of the greatness of our God. There is no way that I can express my love and my appreciation and on, 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 and what his hand on me, his grace and his love for me is just mm. too incredible. Yeah. I, it's not anything I can explain. Yeah. All glory, all glory to God. And I know that somebody's listening today that needed to hear this just today. At the right moment, I know you are hearing this. And if God could do it for Michelle, then he can definitely do it for you. Michelle, I would so, like to, I would like to ask you about Basil's role in all of this. The last time we heard about him now in the story was when he collapsed <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> in, in, in the beginning out of the shock. And I can just imagine the trauma of the news about this tumor um, on, on your brain. Talk to me about Basil's role in, in all of this. Basil was absolutely incredible. I, I really would not have made the six weeks at, at Barrow without him. He came to visit me every single day during the visiting hours. He brought me food because I was really struggling with the food at Barrow. He brought me breakfast. He brought me coffee. He, he looked after me like I was a princess. Hmm. When I came home after the operation, Basil was there for me every step of the way. He has taken me to doctor's visits when I got the most horrendous flu after getting home. <laughs> um, he, he, he literally looked after me like I was his, his precious bride, which... I, I think I am. Yes, <laughs> I hope absolutely. I am. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things I love about your testimony is absolutely Basil's role in all of this and how God also just organized everything so that he could actually be available to take yes. care of you um, as well. Basil mentioned something that I want to ask you about. He said that after this major brain surgery, um, he got his wife back. He says that, you he thinks due to the pain and because of this tumor some changes happened even inside of you and after the surgery you were a different person do you also sense that i i think it has a lot to do with with the testimony i think the lord has changed my heart he has he's he's led me back to him in a way that I, I've always been a Christian, but I've never had a, a, as close a relationship with the Lord as I have now. And so, um, yes, in the beginning of our marriage, I probably had a, a closer relationship than I did have as the years drew on. So, um, and I think that the, the, the tumor was also playing a part in, I mean, it was literally squishing my brain. So mm. I'm sure that personality changes did happen over the years. I, they estimated would probably have taken about 20 years yeah. in in growing. So it had been there for quite a number of years. 
You know, um, now you are healed uh, by the grace of God. Um, you are sharing your testimony about the goodness and the grace of God, how God is involved in every step of the way. Uh, but I'd like to know from you, what do you hope our listeners who hear your testimony today, your family, your children, everybody who is a witness of how you went from undergoing major brain surgery to being a major blessing to many, many people, thousands of people that listen to the show. Um, what do you hope they get from your testimony? What do you hope they take away from your story, Michelle? I hope that you see who God is, that you see his love and his mercy is everlasting, that he is the God of the miraculous, that he is the God of suddenlies, that he, that he can in one second change your life. He is, without him, truly, what are we? What are we? That is the question. Without God, truly, what are we? Um, my last question, perhaps, to you, Michelle, is that after what you went through, I heard you saying that now you have a closer relationship with God than ever before. You know him more intimately now than ever before. How has your perception of God changed? What are those details? How exactly is it that you are perceiving and experiencing and understanding God differently? I think the biggest thing for me is the realization of who the Holy Spirit is, that he is a person that he dwells inside me, that he is the one that leads and guides me. And I think of everything, that is the, the most important thing that I have learned through all of this, that it was the Holy Spirit that was with me every step of the way, because he is my God in me. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your testimony, Michelle. Um, we wish you and your family well pray um, over you and your family a blessed, blessed um, December and that God will continue to use you mightily um, as he opens up platforms for you to spread hope through your testimony. Um, what is uh, perhaps your uh, a wish or your prayer for our listeners for this festive season? I would just pray that God would reveal himself to them every single day. Um, the season is about Christ and it's, it shouldn't be about giving gifts. It should be about the realization of who our God is. Mm -hmm. Christ came to save us. He came to, to be our salvation mm -hmm. and that that is the thing that we need to be focusing on this Christmas is our Savior, our Amen. Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that is Michelle Ferguson, who was our guest today on Elevated. Uh, thank you once again, Michelle, and our love and blessings to Basil as well. 